0: Red on Red. This week in the podcast, we're joined by Hopa's noise frontman Dan Breen and horse vocalist Ian O'Callaghan ahead of the band's big gig at the Kino on Friday night. Hope is Noise with Born Again Friend, taken from their 2017 Demons album, and Horse with Drone, taken from their split 12-inch with Bisect, both records available now on their band's respective band camps. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast, dropping every Wednesday evening via Cork's Red FM and Red Extra.ie. We're also available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen. I'm Mike mcgrath Brian, and this week we're joined in studio by Hope is Noise frontman, guitarist, and general catalyst for change, Daniel Breen. How you doing, Mike? Good to see you, boss. You too. And horse vocalist, general man about town, the darling of Cork Twitter, Ian O'Callaghan. How's things, Mike? Grand now, thanks. You're busy enough now. Coming up to Friday at the Kino. Hope is noise. God alone. And horse. Um, a bit of a triple bill of hometown heft with the ping pong DJs also in full effect thereafter until close. Uh, doors are at half eight, I believe. Half eight nine. Yeah. yeah. Half yeah. eight nine. Half and. Eight, uh, I think.
1: Half 8 but I think uh,
0: it may be 9
2: oh. <laughs> I found out come, today. come at half 8 and yeah, wait outside <laughs> yeah. Tickets
0: 15 euro available on the door or from uticket.ie. and lads you know it's the end of the year for the pair of yous. it's all like Christmas gigs in Cork are always fun uh, especially where heavier bands are concerned kind of what are your thoughts heading into it well Dan's been keeping a family
2: of robins in his hair <laughs> for the last few weeks he's going to release them on stage on Friday isn't that right Dan? That'll be the plan. Barney, Jessica,
1: and the twins will be uh, let loose into Cork and hopefully bring a bit of Christmas spirit to the uh, shoppers on Patrick Street on Saturday. Um, but in all seriousness, Minnie, the uh, <laughs> 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 the gig, the gig is uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. You know, kind of, uh, it's kind of a, uh, I suppose, back in the day. We used to always have a kind of good Christmas gig either on, you know, just before Christmas or New Year's Eve in the quad in the old days and stuff and there used to always be something to look forward to around Christmas. Um, so I think this was uh, uh, our attempt to try and do something similar this this year in a new, in a new
0: brand new venue none of us have played here before. Have uh, we not played the keynote before? No. In all of its incarnations? Never.
2: Jesus. And to be fair as well, uh, Pat is getting much older. We probably don't have that many Christmases <laughs> Christmas. left. <laughs> so, kind of, yeah, make <laughs> K while the, <laughs> <while> the <laughs> sun shines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pat's uh, um,
0: fifty-five coming up. But he's it. in terrible health. Yeah. <laughs> We actually have an obituary on standby over at Red FM for him specifically at the news desk. <laughs> really, I have to update. He's a rate
1: roll. Yeah, yeah, you have to add it on every year. Every year he makes it. You know, I wouldn't too about that out. now if I were you, either, Dan Breen. <laughs> uh, no, no. In fairness, technically, <laughs> I'm younger. <laughs> Not much, but technically. Technically, the best kind of correct. Um, well, that 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 was the other kind of idea behind the gig was that you know you'd have the young the young bands coming up in the scene that have been kind of you know. Uh, Doing their shit for the last kind of you know, um, couple of years. God alone, you know, most of them look—they're just out of school, really. You know, they, they sort are out of, are, they they are, of are school, school. Yeah, school yeah. Yeah. just and uh, horse in the middle. and <laughs> Hope is not nice twenty years that yeah. way. You know, <laughs> so it's kind of like a, a generational gig, if, if for want of if you want to look at it yeah. kind of that way. And it, it kind of shows how you know how the scene has evolved. I think in, in our since the, when we first started and. Um, I think I think people would come there and you know whoever's playing you'll see a car, you'll see core coming out of it in mm. time. You know there's an essence.
0: <laughs> there are nice kind of ten year gaps kind of among like the different kind of age groups or demos of the bands on it as well. So it, it really is a nice kind of not a handing on of the baton because that implies people are finished. But like it is a really nice kind of coming together of Sonic Weirdos in the city. So yeah, that is class. Dan, hope noise have had a 2019. Uh, last time I was talking to you on the podcast was last year and there was talk of an album in March 2019 that, for various different reasons, hasn't manifested itself yet. Mm-hmm. But you have been doing a bit of gigging around the place. Were you in Limerick again this year? Uh, we
1: played Dolan's uh, earlier this year. Um, just, I think, late summer, early autumn in August. And mm. that was great. Yeah, uh, the main stage. Um, thanks to John and all the lads in Dolan's for setting that up. Um, and we've done a few gigs recently with our, our friends Tane yep, from London. Matthew Sutton and uh, up in the lads. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was great. We played Cork and we played uh, uh, Galway. Uh, first time we played in uh, the warehouse, just outside Galway, it was great. It was um, brilliant laugh, you know, it's kind of a, want of a better word, a kind of a, a, a jamming room that they turn into a venue, kind of, you know, um, every once in a while. And yeah. it was great to play there. Um, but other than that, it's been a very quiet year. Uh, the chief reason that the album hasn't come anywhere is that we don't particularly we're not 100% happy with it so we either go back to it or we'll just start from scratch again we haven't decided that Uh, and I suppose the other major thing is that our jamming room for the last 7 or 8 years is gone so we're uh, another victim of the property gold rush I believe it's been bought to put apartments on it so Mm. uh, yeah so that's but uh, for us the sad thing was it was the last kind of physical connection with Lawrence who we yeah. used to share the space with. He died, you know, this, I think it's three years now. Um, but uh, other than that, it's been a fairly quiet year. Uh, we've just been old men, kind of, you know, it takes us a while to get things going. And so that's why we really wanted to do something good at the end of this year to kind of mark it, finalise the year and maybe just kind of go out in a bang, for want to yeah. a better way. So it's nothing better than to do that with your our good friends. Horse and uh, God Alone.
0: Old buddies and old pals. But, um, you know, talk to us a little bit about the album because, you know, there's no use in going ahead with something that, you know, that you're not necessarily 100% happy with. But what was the process like this time around for putting this set of songs together and kind of at what point was the realisation there that this wasn't going to be 100% what you wanted to do?
1: I think uh, we we wanted to do it as, as quickly and as kind of, uh, I suppose... Uh, cheaply as possible, you know, in, in a sense that we didn't want to be spending months recording it, and we we recorded it pretty much in, you know, uh, four and a half days, mixed it a couple of times, and it's it just it I suppose it our previous albums had the uh, whoever's involved. Produced it or helped us get it recorded. This time he was very much alone. I think it was more a learning process. I think if we if we do it again, we're much more aware now of what we shouldn't and should do. Yeah. I think we were too dependent on you know other people to help us record our, our previous albums, um, and I think that's probably something we should think about again. You know, bring someone on board to help us
0: kind of put it together from the start and things like that. You know, who would you bring in then in that respect? In oh. that people that you've worked with before, like Noel Lynch, are still kind of in the picture. <sighs> i don't know you know that's a
1: conversation for 2020 but uh i'd imagine um someone who knows us i think that's that's his and someone we're comfortable with you know even though we've been playing a, a long time we're we're kind of creatures of habit and there's certain things we do and we like to do and you know certain things make make us comfortable and you know things like that so that's the main thing other than that uh, we may have to uh you know just give up and <laughs>
0: Well, I doubt that's <laughs> happening now in fairness. Going back to playing in Limerick, uh, it's no great secret that DIY music in Limerick is on fire at the moment. Uh, you've done The Siege of Limerick, I believe, as well as one or two kind of
1: yeah. Oh, uh...
0: headline shows there as well. <coughs> just. I went there this summer for a fail in the grain and I'm generally kind of kept appraised of everything online that's happening there regarding the lads from Cassavetes and the DIY LK crew Post Punk Podge mm-hmm. uh, Naive Ted and the Unseen Music Crew and it's just such a different vibe there at the minute they really have kind of happened across not a golden age because that's always what journalists fucking love to say about when things are going well but you know there seems to be a very different vibe there right now in terms of all things DIY kind of what was the vibe there for yourselves when you kind of went down because you know I don't think I've seen you playing Limerick in quite
1: some time. Oh, it's been a long time. Uh, like, funny, you you were mentioning earlier about the 10-year kind of gaps between scenes, but I, I remember, you know, in the early 2000s, Limerick had a, a great scene going. You know, you had the high stool bar and places like that, and then all of a sudden, all their Baker's Place, all these places, and then they just closed, and yep. they were gone. Um, and we didn't play Limerick for a long time because we didn't think there was anything kind of there. Uh, but it's only the last few years, it's really it's come around again and I think there's, you know, a lot more... See, for a music scene to, to work, you, you don't know, you don't just need bands, you need kind of promoters and you need, you know, people working in a wide range, people who own venues willing to put on these gigs and stuff and I think Limerick have that good combination of that now. Um, I think Cork is in the process of, I think, getting it back than, than it was, you know, let's say 10 years ago. Um, but definitely in the metal scene in Cork, I think, it's, I don't think it's ever been... You know, healthier in terms of the amount yeah. of different venues and different kind of events and you know festivals and weekenders and all that kind of stuff happening. Weekenders in, in particular. Yeah, you know. got that, yeah,
2: that's actually done really big in the last like two years, hasn't mm, it? Yeah. yeah,
1: and that again, that was that part of Cork thing was dead for a few years, but it comes back, and I think if you if you stick with it, these things roll around because you get people interested, and that's what you need. You need very interested people like yourself to push the music. Uh, uh, in our day, it was a guy called Leo Sullivan who used to put on. All the yeah. gigs, and he used to have every band from around the world staying in his house, feeding them, and then getting local bands to support those bands. And Fred,
2: you know, someone like that, you, you know, Torch and Baroness and Freds. When you think about that now, that's that's <laughs> so fucking insane, so
0: bizarre. Yeah, yeah.
2: Baroness and Freds, Baroness and Torch the same night. in Freds with Revolution of the Sun. Wasn't with it? Revolution of the Sun, yeah. And yeah. that was
1: all Leo, you know. And yeah. the one thing I have noticed, though, I hopefully it will change. Is th- there's a lot of like I've seen a lot of good gigs in Ireland over the last couple of years. Shellac, Hot Snakes, recently they don't come to Cork. They go to Galway, they will go to Dublin, they will go to Belfast. But there's, again, but I think 10, 15 years, they would have come to Cork. And I yeah. think, hopefully that'll change, that'll roll around. And They're they, going you know. to Limerick now, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because Bad Rep have been there for 10 years and they yeah. know that they can summon up a crowd on the best of occasions. Whereas I think Cork, after the dark kind of post-recession days for metal, um, you know, the likes of Paranoid Beast, etc., are kind of proving that they are reliable commodity that can go out and promote a show and, the house Bell Witch did really, really well, Monolith did really, really well, Rotten Christ. I think it's just a matter of time and building those relationships up. But, um, as mentioned as well, you went on tour with Matt Sutton and the lads, uh, in Tane. And you know, I only heard their stuff there maybe last year or so when they got in touch, etc. And it was just a bit short notice for me to cover it in the Echo, uh, more so than anything else. And it's a huge kind of departure from maybe what they had been doing prior. Because I remember him in uh, was it Violence is Not the Answer, or it was all a bit black and white.
2: It was all uh, the, black the black and white with him. And he yeah. was in shit. Remember them? Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. With his brother and a few other lads. No, they're 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 like a very you know, compared to what we play and they play it's chalk and cheese. But mm. they're also very unbelievably pro the gear they have, the setup, they're they're like they just roll in and they are there are machine smoke machines going off like every strobe's, time we lots strobes and you know it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a performance and a show you know um, but the, every time we played with them in Freds I think this is our third time playing with Freds they've set off the smoke alarm you know <laughs> and pretty much every venue we've played they've set off the smoke alarm and you know, it's this ritual pre gig ritual where we all have to kind of open windows and kind of get the uh, the smoke alarm done but uh, in terms of you know you would say we're very different bands but leaving music aside we just got on like a house on fire it was great you know it's just just sometimes when you get to this age you like you know you like to if you're going to be touring and playing gigs leaving home family etc etc you want to hang out with people you like hanging out with you know and they're people we like hanging out with
0: there are things kind of turning up for them as well I mean they they recently uh, signed on with Strange Brew Records out of Galway who are really kind of doing the business at the moment for Junior Brother Uh, and prior to that have been putting on gigs in Galway for years and years and years so it's nice to see that there's the benefit of a bit of that label's momentum affecting them particularly and Mm. especially where they're positioned in London to go do these kind of off-the-cuff spot shows etc where they can
1: But they work very hard you know they're constantly on the road they're constantly playing gigs in London there's you know I said this is their third or fourth time in Ireland, I would say, in the last year and a half or so, you know, they or two years, you know, they just constantly they're constantly touring and yeah, on they're, the road. they're up
2: to a three-piece now as well. They're a full live band now. They used to have a drum machine before, didn't yeah. they? So it's a full band now. But the drummer's leaving in February. All right, never so mind. So
1: they're, they're looking for another drummer, you know. Good to out. Yeah, but they are a different animal with a, a live drummer. Yeah. yeah, it's really good, really good.
0: Find Tane Band on Twitter to audition for uh, percussion for, for <laughs> Tane. As mentioned, uh, last but not least, we are talking a little bit about Wood Street Practice Space. mm mm-hmm. um, you know, naturally, a very personal process for you, clearing out the gear, clearing out, you know, accrued memories. Really, over the course uh, of a number of years. There, um, where next for you in terms of like setting up a? We're a not band sure. Room? It's it's
1: still it's still in the it's still in the pipe work. Um, up to Richie's gaff now. Nah? See, we we're in Blackpool for a long time. We actually, we actually worked it out in our 23 years of playing together. Uh, we've been in 10 jamming rooms. Jesus. Um, in my bedroom, years. starting in my bedroom for about a year and a half. I remember uh, the documentary. Yeah, yeah. and my um, Available now on YouTube. <laughs> my, mom, my mom naively offered, well, oh, sure you can come back and jam if you want in, uh, in my house. And I said, yeah, the sir. we had 10 watt amps then. <laughs> 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 They're a bit bigger now, so, you know, uh, I politely declined the offer. I'm not sure, look. Um, the funny thing is, there are a lot of bands looking for spaces. So hopefully, we can kind of come together with a couple of bands we know and find a space. And the reality is, now, you know, nobody can take a whole room to themselves. We were very lucky where we were. We were the only people in the space in Wood Street. Yeah, um, and it was three rooms, really, wasn't it? It was three rooms there. Yeah, it's yeah. quite
0: a part of town too. You used to walk past the internet cafe there sometimes. I'm saying was
1: that on. though, you know, you can always judge. You know, the car park that was outside it. You could always judge the activity outside our jamming room because it was gated. But you know. You know, so it would go from cans to empty bottles of wine. Yeah. But over the last, definitely, six months, needles were turning up a lot more. So you, you, for it, it, it's strange, but our jam room is a good place to, to actually tell... How the city is How doing. the city is yeah. doing and, you know, right. what's happening in the city and stuff. Because when we'd come in, in the morning or come in the evening to jam, you know, very often. Um, and very often we'd come out of the jamming space or we'd hear rustling at the door and we'd come out and to be... Three or four homeless guys just sitting down, <laughs> listening to us jam, you know. And uh, we'd often say, "Are we too loud?" Like it's no, this is great. You know, we get to listen
0: to some music. But a degree of levity in that whole situation is well, there well, it, to it makes
1: them? it. It makes you, you know, like Lawrence. I remember when he had his studies there, he had his bike robbed out of there and stuff. You know, so it mm. it had its moments, but it was our space, and you know, it was it was something that we're. Um, but it was also a space that a lot of other. Uh, People used to escape the city from So you'd have students drinking You know Before they go to the clubs Um, You'd have the homeless You'd have drug users You know So it was was one of those Type of spaces I drank
2: hands under myself Actually There you go (laughs) Hope
1: it's it's noise Fitted right in You know we, um, We like our spaces Small Cramped And
0: kind of Um Dirty. Dirty.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're we're a pretty (laughs) old school band. (laughs)
0: Speaking of dirty boys, when we come back, we'll be talking with Minnie uh, about Horse and... Oh, you had a shower
1: tonight. I didn't. I didn't? Oh,
0: God. Hard-working man like himself comes straight into the studio. When we come back, we'll talk with Minnie from Horse about that band's 2019 uh, plus their thoughts heading into the gig at the keynote on friday but first we're going to go to some more tunes this being the last episode of the year for 2019 we're going to play a couple of favorites of ours from the car scene in 2019 we got a real couple of them here first off is elaine malone with my baby's dead uh lads have you had a chance to kind of check this one out in particular mm, I yeah heard. i love this one i haven't heard it sorry elaine's kind of singer uh, songwriter i'll tell word, you isn't? what last time i'm gonna
2: interrupt you sorry mike right. last time i was here you told me not to curse i was like, Can I curse? And you said, "Uh, I don't know, but just don't bother. And I didn't. And I said, like, uh, just a bunch of words instead of curses. That made me sound really fucking lame. And then Elaine Malone was in here the following week cursing like a fucking docker and the whole time I was listening to the podcast it's going, fucking Mike making me sound like an asshole <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Yeah, again, we're we're, we're we're a podcast, we're not subject to have any particular watershed as well, and yeah, you, f- it. you listen to us at your own risk, Sorry. from lane alone we got My Baby's Dead, her kind of big single this year, kind of following up the folkier nature of her EP Land with something a bit more in the kind of psychedelic rock direction no doubt helped by her collaborations with Cahal McGowan Uh, of the altered hours on the production. We also have Keelan Sherlock with Don't Let Me Forget About You. Who? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) I know, I love Keelan, yeah. Great band, great lads, lovely music. You can be guaranteed lovely music on this programme. Elaine Malone with My Baby's Dead here on Red On Red.
2: That a signal in the sky. I'm on the trail of denial. One that's passing
3: me by.
0: Keelan Sherlock with Don't Let Me Forget About Her. Available now at keelansherlock.bandcamp.com and across all of your streaming services. This is Red on Red. And before the jump, we were talking with Dan from Hope Is Noise ahead of their gig at the Kino on Friday night. Doors at 8.30. Tickets 15 euro available on the door or at uticket.ie. They're joined on stage by death Punk 4-Piece Horse. And joining us in studio now is the charismatic vocal flair of the entire operation that is Ian, open commas, mini, close commas, O'Callaghan. What's the crack? It's been a busy one for Horse. You've been recording your debut album with Paddy and Call of The Altered Hours. But kind of before we get into all the nerdery of working with The Altered Hours and recording, you know, you've put together a couple of splits now. Your first EP came out before you joined the band. Uh, so it's all kind of just the combination of different experiences within Horse in the current lineup. Kind of talk to us a little bit about the process of putting together these tunes and kind of any underlying concepts that have come together
2: um, yeah I we started writing it um, right after we finished the split with Bisect we started writing then so by the time that split came out like six months later or whatever we probably had a good few songs written by then so I don't know how many years ago that was but some of these we've been 20? sitting on for yeah like three years I think something like that yeah um, and the last few just kind of came together recently yeah um, yeah, I, I, you can hear the difference even in the newer ones compared to the ones we wrote a few years ago. It seems to be kind of
0: going a certain way. Kind of noisy, more post-punk stuff. If Reject the Arches is anything to go by, that's surface life.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I suppose the songs we wrote just before that are like a little bit more on the kind of punky, kind of hardcore side. And then the newer stuff we've written since, Reject the Arches is kind of more more down that road. Yeah. Um. So there's a bit of... Yeah, a few different sounds on the album.
0: And is that the kind of the influence of Decky Sinnott being involved, given his kind of background with noise and the like?
2: Um, <clears throat> yeah, and and Wayne as well, I'd say. Yeah. myself myself and Kieran are probably more on the hardcore side of things, or at least we were, um, for you know most of our gigging lives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're we've, we're we're kind of right in the middle now of what all of us listen to and what all of us like. It just took us. Few years to get there, I suppose.
0: I suppose it always does when you hear about it from artists, kind of f- reaching a kind of a sweet spot between everyone else's influences and their own concepts and yeah. such. Talk to us then about working with Paddy and Call because you know we're familiar with their production work on a load of different psychedelic records, shoegaze records, more experimental stuff. And Paddy's into the old heavy stuff himself now, um, but he seldom had a chance to kind of flex in that regard up until very recently. Um, when you had your songs kind of put together and taken to them, kind of what was the process of working with them on the finished product, the production and post-production?
2: They're impossible. Very, very difficult lads oh, to yeah. work with. No, no, it was great. Paddy especially. Um, It was great, yeah. And as I was saying, like the way the way we're going with kind of newer songs, they're a bit more experimental and even two or three even we've been playing live and we, we kind of hadn't even settled on an ending, just kind of feel it in the moment and see where it goes. And um yeah, I think we ended up kind of getting some weird sounds and trying some new things. And yeah, they, they were very open to that, just us, you know, going for it. And I, I don't know, I've definitely worked with other people before where that would really piss them off. The fact that we hadn't written the song yeah. yet or we hadn't finished the song and we were just, uh, you know, coming in and, and trying, it, trying it in the recording space. But um, yeah, those lads, the lads were really up for it and wanted to see what would happen and where it would go and
0: what we could get. Has your vocal effects table kind of expanded now?
2: It hasn't, no, because I, I, I barely know what I'm doing with it. Like It's just to kind of cover up the fact that I can't really sing.
0: Well, like Since when was that kind of a huge priority, like sonorousness and all of this, heading into something as quick and dirty as Horace was when you came into it?
2: Yeah, well, that's why I didn't really use them at the start. But as things get a bit more melodic and a bit more quiet and even kind of some spoken bits, um, it definitely benefits more from having a bit of delay or looping or whatever going on you know a bit of reverb
0: whatever and would they have brought anything to the table then in that respect to themselves in terms of gear
2: yeah they did I I don't know what half that shit was
0: but <laughs> <laughs> everything sounded
2: great and they got some fucking really cool mics and they had some cool ideas with like uh, mic setups and room mics and kind of getting like a nice like natural kind of reverb in the room yeah it was cool I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing it
0: all of that can really make a difference to how one perceives a band. Because I know with the split you did with Bisect, the one thing that kind of got me was just how ridiculously heavy the drum sound was in particular. Like, you could hear both the fact that it was mic'd up so close and there was such kind of reverb around it that you could literally hear the, you you could feel the drum kit being destroyed really.
2: Yeah, he plays pretty hard as well. You know, uh, I don't think I've ever played with a drummer that plays that plays that hard. Um, even in the room with him when you're jamming you have to crank up so much just to be heard above him yeah yeah it's definitely
0: of course have been gigging a fair amount as well this year I mean only recently there you were sharing a stage with 10 past 7 and Olivia Fury of all things and that's been kind of the the icing on a a, a relatively busy gigging cake for a horse
2: uh, I actually I think we've only played like 4 gigs this year they've just all been kind of like good ones you know yeah uh, well besides Friday now like terrible all day <laughs> I'm only messing uh yeah, we we played with yeah, 10 past 7 in um Sportvin and Olivia Fury which was pretty uh, intense so
0: out there like as in like it's, Man, that was intense. It was intense because like there is a performance artist that does what all performance artists really should be doing by their work, which is making you uncomfortable and making you confront something within yourself.
2: Oh, like yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it in hindsight, but being there and having it happen,
0: I was like, oh, I, I just want to die.
2: <laughs> and she she zoned in on poor um uh what's his name Cormac. Cormac, yeah. I I actually went over and I gave him a hug afterwards because she even told him like that she was going to go for it. I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's a behind the scenes that I shouldn't put out there. But uh, she she said to him like that to Cormac that she was going to have a go at him and start blaming everything on the soundman, but even though he knew it like I could just see him withering on the spot
0: Man <laughs> I loved that set because she'd make you confront your own anxieties about performing or doing anything kind of creative because yeah. there's a lot of that involved and to be kind of yeah. fronted with the with, with the honesty and the realities of laying yourself on the line there. That was my takeaway from the whole thing. It's like, this is class. I'm terrified. Yeah, and I, I definitely had a, a moment where I was like,
2: am I, am I anything like that? I can't be. No. Am I? Or Maybe. are you? Am I? Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. Yeah, so I guess like making you question it. I just, uh, I knew that I, I, I must have or lost like didn't. a litre of sweat, I'd say just fucking stressing out watching it I went to the back in the end I couldn't fucking deal with it Is that the internal voice of the artist? Um, I don't know it's just really fucking awkward the internal voice of her artist I don't know What does your internal
0: artist say? Um, I like sausages and Beamish (laughs) Speaking of going deep we're going to go straight into some more tunes (laughs) Speaking of 10 past 7 we have Comedy Night taken from their Shut Up Your Face album from God nearly a century ago now at this stage.
2: Yeah. I remember when I saw, you know, when I first saw Ten Past Seven, you know the way, like, other musicians, how they might see the likes of God Alone as a young fella, or see, like, us back then, see, um, see Ten Past Seven, or are like, that's incredible, like and then that would inspire you to start playing music, you know? I go the fucking other way, I see that, and I'm like, fuck that, I'm never going to catch up with that. You know what I mean? And they were saying oh, yeah. the same about Mick Flannery? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Then on the other hand, you see, like hope is noise, and you're like oh, I could give that anyone a go anyone can right. do it I could, do, I could give <laughs> that a go anyone can do that that's just what you do that, that's a genuine thing though <laughs> oh, I yeah. see I see the likes of like Jezreel in 10 past 7 and I'd be like oh, I can't do that fuck that I guess I'm not going to play music and then I saw Ye and I was like oh I, this is more long I could maybe give this thing a go you know if
1: four that's not,
2: egypt's, if four eejits can put something together yeah. that there's less of an insult in there
0: than I meant but, oh, no! Yeah, but yeah,
1: yeah like, like we'd have the same members seeing Rest for the first time, you know, and just going, well.
0: You were talking about how you were terrified watching Rest up in France. Not,
1: well, the, the, believe it or not, they, as I said before, they supported us as Wretch. Yeah. And uh, I think their bass player couldn't make it. It's a diff- their original bass player couldn't make it. Uh, so Steve played bass and uh, they carried on, the Grahams, uh, Johnny and Steve. And we were three pieces. Well, I think we were still the Terranauts at the time, I think. It's yeah, a three-piece. I remember the three of us going, "Yeah, I don't think we'll be keeping this band going, lads." You know, um, and here point? we are. Yeah, what's the point? And we uh, look, thirteen,
0: fourteen years later. Yeah,
1: yeah. But it goes to show. I I think like you'll get you'll always get that type of mix of bands. You'll get the real technical powerhouses, and then you just get messers, slackers like us. You know? I
2: saw I saw a video of them from way back in the day playing, and I guess they like weren't a hundred percent sure of where the changes were. So Steve would slowly lift up his right leg. And that would be That means they're changing At the end of oh, that bar So we started doing that With uh, Terriers When we were writing songs We didn't know where to change Me or Seb would like Lift a leg up To change I was it to wondering the next what bit. that was about <laughs> I
0: thought that was him Just doing his joke dance Oh he might just be Releasing an old gasser As yeah. well you know? <laughs> <laughs> A we difficult Seb From Difficult Wind Speaking of Difficult Wind We're going to go straight <laughs> To some more tunes <laughs> 10 past 7 With Comedy Night Taken from that album That we started talking about There about 20 minutes ago uh, We also have Elaine Howley with Song for Mary Black taken from the Whack of that album. A recommendation of Declan Sinnott's.
2: Yeah, I love it too. I saw her um was it supporting Fixity? Supporting Fixity the jazz. the jazz, yeah. Man, and it's that one song. Like, did did you notice like people like started cheering when she was playing that like it was a big hit or something?
0: Because it, it does kinda have that feel to it where it, like as I was saying <laughs> on the 99 Nine podcast two weeks ago, available on nylon 9com um, you know, there's that feel of both familiarity in the sample that she chooses and the experimentation of like live semi-improvised stuff that's going into it as well so I think it kind of scratches both itches in terms of that respect
2: I loved it anyway well I yeah I loved her whole set that night but that one song in particular is just I don't know you can kind of get lost in it it's lovely you know
0: you can and like, it's been one that I've been going back to yeah. Um, over the course of the year we'll hear from Elaine Howley momentarily but first this is 10 past 7 with Comedy Night here on Red On Red Elaine Howley with Song for Mary Black taken from Touch Sensitive Records Whacker That compilation released earlier this year on cassette pink t-shirt and digital on touchsensitiverecords.bandcamp.com or google Touch Sensitive Records This is Red on Red Cork's new music podcast and we're joined in studio by Dan from Hope Is Noise and Minnie from Horse ahead of their big gig happening on Friday at the Kino Doors 9 o'clock Tickets 15 euro joined on stage by God Alone and joined afterwards to close out proceedings by the ping-pong DJs, including one Albert Toomey. And, you know, it's a as we were talking about earlier on in the podcast, it's a fairly hefty deal, both in terms of the development of weird, hefty music in Cork, but also just in terms of, like, you know, a nice Christmas party for civilised human beings coming out of work, etc. I suppose just talk to us about your feelings about this gig as kind of just a year-end wrap-up for what you've been at, respectively.
1: Oh yeah, look, uh, as I said before, it's it's always good to round out a year and kind of have a, um, I just just have a kind of a, a kind of a, a party. It's 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 finishing up day for a lot of people. You know, it's it's the coming up to Christmas, um, the new venue, which is always exciting to play in. Um, and look, I don't think you leaving us aside, but I don't think you will get two better bands to play with. You know, Horse and uh, God Alone. And the DJs look. I think if people just come down, and have an old, an old school kind of just party on. You know, literally. It's a late drink. bar too. I think it's, it's a, it late is a late bar. On, until two. So you know, dangerous.
2: Like sorry,
0: <laughs> careful now. <laughs> uh,
1: it, just, it just similar to what, what 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 we would have done back in the quad days, and you know, um, have a load of bands on, and then you have a DJ afterwards, and everyone stumbles out the door at two o'clock. Into a taxi or into the fountain, whatever way, whatever feels more more appealing at the time. But it will be that's what we're going for.
0: And uh, fountains. A bit of a walk from the kino now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's straight line though. That's oh, not. You get the bus. That's where you get the bus now from.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can Golly. take the bus outside. Up the bally, line. like, yeah.
2: Um, I think it's gonna be our last. Yeah, obviously, it's our last show of the year. But it'll be our last show for uh, quite a while as well, because um, uh, yeah, we played like a few now in recent months. And I guess the album is coming out next year, so we'll probably take a good long break until until that comes out. I can't I can't imagine we'll play anything, at least locally, uh, until that comes out. Maybe the second half of the year. So kind of
0: keeping the powder dry in in advance of the new album.
2: I suppose yeah, just take a bit of a break because I suppose we're going to be pushing that some bit when it comes out, you know. So mm. um, just take a bit of a break, um, until then. I mean, you never know if something good pops up, we'll probably play it, but um. I, I can't imagine we'll be putting anything together ourselves or anything like that.
0: I'm fairly sure regular listeners of the podcast are sick of hearing me hype up God Alone uh, already. So why don't you do it for a change? Uh, yeah, they're just incredible. They, wanna make, they make me want to like
2: quit playing music. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah,
1: yeah. I didn't think I'd have another kind of 10 past 7 rest moment in my 40s. <laughs> I've, <laughs> yeah, I've had them the two or three times I've seen God Alone play, and you know, and the, what 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 catches me is people respond to it, they react to it, you know. And, and it's that thing
2: as well. It's not like um, there's plenty of like amazing technical bands in Ireland popping up every now and then, and you look at it and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. Fair play to them you know. That must take an age to learn, but it's it's the passion they have for it as well, and the passion on stage, and yeah, that that's what I that's what I like the most in a band, to be honest. And they have. The the cork
1: humour as well, though. There's a. They have plenty of it. Yeah, they have. And I think, I think, you know, the closest like Galway bands are similar. They kind of have a similar kind of fun. I think Limerick bands as well. I think that side of the country we have this certain humour.
2: It's not taking herself too seriously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, great bunch of lads.
1: Yeah, and we're look at they're they're. they're just very enthusiastic you know you know any time you get onto them about a gear or what they play it, it's like hearts and emojis and you know <laughs> love and tenderness and you're just going jesus lads that like they're just positive and it's it's, yeah. it's it, an energetic
2: i know louie from uh, hopeless is noise is very excited he always whenever he he sees uh, them playing he like walks around to the side to see what the drummer is fucking doing with his foot he's obsessed with that drummer's uh, right foot
1: the drummer yeah. uh, came up one night to uh, pat just as we i think we played with them in limerick and i think he said something like i think may have played in my dad's, with my dad's band
2: and
1: uh that that hit home but it, again it's, <laughs> it hit home in terms of like like for a long time you know a few years uh, a few years ago I suppose in like 2010 to 2014 or something you'd be worried about the cork scene there wasn't a lot of you know stuff really apart from the odd band um and there wasn't a lot of attention being paid to it but it's great to have a band like God Alone and Horse Mm. kind of bringing attention to the scene again you know with the Horse's album coming out next year and God Alone's coming out this year you know I think the Cork scene is is set for a couple
2: of years and uh which is good to see. Some, something though? else will probably come up as well in a few years that yeah. blows everyone else out of the fucking. Water, and then you
1: have you all know. the other genres that, you mm-hmm. know, we don't have any fucking clue about, you know, from rap yeah. to dance to electronic. Uh, you know, I don't you know but from reading what you do and, and what you put out and all your podcasts, that's fairly healthy and thriving as well, you know, in in in, 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 in compared to what it was, you know, yeah five to ten years ago. Well, so like
0: again, like that I think the same logic kind of applies where people just get so into what they're doing, etc., that, that kind of passion and that kind of DIY ethic because everybody's DIY now by necessity. That all has to get picked up on and there's a lot of stories there in the interim that if you can find the right platform to tell them, you know, why not tell them, yeah. you know? But um, speaking but that, of platforms...
1: But, that, but that's why, you know, uh, this gig in the keynote is, is kind of uh, a departure in one way for us because someone like, we we haven't really worked with someone like Joe Kelly before, you know, for all the good work he does in St. Luke's. You've got at St. Luke's before with Talos. I yeah we got that through a different that was through Uh, uh, that was an Apple party yeah Yeah. corporate gig yeah it was a corporate gig you know Um, Mm -hmm. it well available for corporate gigs for for the mastering of an album that we not releasing (laughs) (laughs) but um um, so doing it with Joe and uh, all his staff and his 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 partners it's it's been it's a new experience Um, um. but it's sort of it. Even though it's a kind of a different uh, level, it, it it sort of reminded me a bit of what when we used to do with Leo. You know, he would organise everything. He'd get it set up. He'd tell you what this and that. And you know, um, look, it's 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 new. It's new for the Kino, and I think it's it's new for Joe in terms of putting on a, a an entire rock, um, heavy a heavier gig that he's not mm-hmm. used to doing. It's something he can't do, and he he was quite keen that he wanted to do it in the Kino. That the Kino yeah. wouldn't just be a. Because you can't do us, you can't do what we do in in Saint Luke's really, without echoing everywhere. So I
0: paid good money for it, though. In fairness,
1: <laughs> it's a great venue, Saint Luke's. It's the lighting and the the sound is great, but it's just it's just not meant for heavy drums. Wayne would, <laughs> i say Wayne would take the roof off. <laughs>
2: yeah. you know the sound in uh, the Kino actually is amazing yeah. since it's reopened. Mm. And Brand new system being put in and the lads
1: looking yeah. after things. But so they're bringing what they do in St. Luke's to a smaller scale in the, the Kino and it's,
2: look, I think it'll be great. They're really well organised, actually. They looked after us so well down in um, It Takes a Village. Yeah. That yeah. was them, right? Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. them, yeah.
0: Yeah. There was, I, I believe you were the soundtrack to the uh, Arm Wrestling Championship of Ireland. Yeah, oh yeah. Where the, where the prize was a year's worth of nachos. Uh, well, that's what we said. I don't, I don't know.
2: I don't know. Well, there was obviously no clear winner because everyone was so...
0: Fucking drunk! uh, I know I beat. um, I fancy my chances for next year anyway.
2: Yeah, well, I doubt we'll be invited back. Mm. (laughs) We had a great time though.
0: Um, Yeah, it's a it's a great spot. But you know now, like, there's a little bit of an ongoing tradition, maybe kind of indirect uh, among heavier bands in Cork of putting together some degree of Mad Christmas gig you know, God alone have been doing it for the last couple of years. Terriers did it over at uh, the Triscoll. There's been Christmas gigs going back years and years and years where some degree of nonsense goes down. Um, Some interference from a man in a red suit kind (laughs) of happens. What, if anything, can we expect from this as a Christmas party? Do you
2: have a red suit?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're in Red FM, buddy. Of course we have.
2: Uh.
1: Uh, well, hope is noise. We're just looking to get through the set in one piece, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we're playing a lot of old stuff.
2: I'm playing an old with You are. He's. Oh, I'm
1: You know. Yep. Um, so, look, uh, I, I think uh, I think we, we we
2: God alone have some festive plans. I think they're going to mm. be they're, they're going they're gonna, all out.
1: But again, I think that's the uh, youthful enthusiasm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I think we well from Hope's Noise perspective, we're just we're just hoping that. Uh, I don't break seven strings and, you know, fall off the stage or
0: something, you know. You're so dispensing sage wisdom is what you're doing. <laughs>
1: All I'm doing is I let the night, nice dec- uh, you know, tell us where we're going. If the crowd are up for it and there's lots of drunk people, then yeah. we'll be
0: drunk too. <laughs> Class. We'll talk a little bit more about the immediate future for Hope is Noise and Horse when we come back. But first, we're going to go back to some more tunes. We've got a double dose of tunes released recently via Sunshine Cult Recordings, a new-ish label uh, set up in Cork in the last... 18 months, two years, kind of operating as a tape label and a digital outlet via Bandcamp as well, uh, having begun releasing things for the Sunshine Factory. So yeah, that does kind of mark them as two, three years. Um, They've recently put out a pair of Savage releases which we'll hear from momentarily. The first is Mantua, uh, the improv drone project uh, featuring Elaine Malone, her second appearance on this week's podcast uh, with their self-titled release from which we take something's happened up at the old mill in its seven minute entirety and, you know, for those that have seen Mantua in person, it's a very different thing. And in particular, this session that this album was taken from, where uh, she worked with members of Tra Fodin with uh, violins and all of that. and It's many, so different from her solo stuff
2: as well. Yeah, I saw her once live. Um, it
0: was it was great. Uh, weird. Really, really weird. Mm. I liked it though. That's what you want, to speak of really weird. We also have Tra Fodin with an excerpt from their single-track, 50-minute debut album, Setahain. And... You know, there's the vague threads of psychedelia kind of going through all of our song choices uh, for the show tonight. And this is not really an exception, but kind of a real fusion of the kind of the folk revival that's been happening in recent times with the kind of dreamy, psychedelic improv stuff that Cork has been known for in recent years as well. So we'll have a quick, maybe three to five minute excerpt from a whole 50 minute album that's currently under release from Sunshine Cold Records. But first, this is Mantua. What something's happened up at the old mill. Here? On red, on red. Trafodine with an excerpt from Setahein available now from sunshinerecords.bandcamp.com This is Red on Red Cork's new music podcast and before we finish up for the episode Minnie from Horse Dan from Hope is Noise of course those two bands playing at the Kino on Friday night Doors 9 o'clock tickets 15 euro available on the door and from uticket.ie God Alone also supporting with the ping pong DJs bringing the home until 2am with all manner of nasty low down filthy tunes. And lads, any kind of last things to say about the gig, any last plugs, shout outs, curses, shopping lists? I would say come down and have a good laugh.
2: You won't regret it.
0: <laughs> Minnie, will we regret it? Um, you might regret it, but you'll never know if you don't come. This is absolutely true. You don't know if you don't a go. Wise man, Minnie. Yeah. A wise man. Yeah. Any other wisdom to share with us? Where can we find Horse on the internet?
2: Um, Twitter, Instagram, uh, I had the Facebook going but then I quit Facebook uh, permanently so we can't really do much on there anymore So you have no administrators? No administrators on there so we can't do a whole lot Big nice. up to um, Super Quinn uh, Sausages and Coleman's Mustard
0: Well those are gone now aren't they? Super Quinn Nope gone. Or Super Value doing
2: them? I have eight in my belly right now baby Eight of
0: them? Yeah God I love Sausages but I wouldn't need eight No
2: there's two settings
0: and that concludes this week's episode of Red on Red. Cork's new music podcast on Red... X- and that's all for this week's episode of Red on Red. Cork's new music podcast from Red FM and RedExtra.ie. Thank you very much to Minnie and Dan for joining us in studio this week. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as other podcasting platforms. Every like, every share, every rate, every subscribe, every... Bit of word of mouth, every carrier pigeon uh, helps us spread the word of DIY music in Cork City. Make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig, including this Friday at the Kino, 9pm, €15 in, horse, hope is noise, God alone, and ping pong DJs. And if you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to listen to Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan. For the best of all that is irish on cork's red fm 104 to 106 and we're leaving it with your bill mates for this friday this is yes i from god alone's self-titled new ep and one thing i was trying to get to earlier before all of the banter kind of took over was what were any of us doing at their age much less appearing in Kerrang? which is kind of something that would have been a it's gift incredible. from the gods yeah had incredible. that ever happened to us lonely rural metal pursuit of going down to the local shop and picking up the kerrang that was behind the counter for you because you asked for it yeah and to see how far that's kind of come along and to see the lads being at the receiving Ah, end of that like just cork metal boy strength to strength and uh, well deserved exactly Mm -hmm. and on that note we'll leave it for this week this has been Red on Red Merry Christmas a Happy New Year and we'll talk to you in 2020
3: On red.